This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is part one of episode 176, and it is a special episode that's near and dear to my heart because I am speaking with three incredible women whose stories I am really excited to share with you today. These are three of my clients who worked with me during the You on Fire program. You can find the links and resources mentioned in this podcast at summerandin.com forward slash 176. First, I want to give a shout out to Hayes RDN, which is acronyms for health at every size registered dietitian, uh, who left this really, really kind review. Summer is amazing at doing deep, deep and effective body image work. I'm also a registered dietitian and therapist who works from the same health at every size lens as Summer. I'm keenly aware of how common it is to now find practitioners working on body image. While this is great, Summer is the real deal in caps. (laughs) This podcast has helped me so much as I work with clients and continue my own body image journey. Love everything about her style and secretly or not so secretly view her as a bit of a celebrity in my work would be ecstatic to meet and talk with her live. Well, tell me your name, DM me and let me know who you are and I will talk to you. (laughs) I'm really approachable, except if you see me at a grocery store, I usually look like I'm angry at the world, but (laughs) that's just because I'm trying to get in and out of there as fast as I can. But if you came up to me, I would be like, oh, hi. And I would just completely do a 180 in terms of the resting bitch face that I'm carrying around when I'm just out in public. (laughs) That that last bit wasn't part of the review. That was my response to the person who left the review. would like to know who you are. So reach out, send me a DM. That would be really awesome. I will totally connect with you. Um, but very, very kind. Thank you so much for acknowledging that and always feel truly honored and grateful when I, I hear it from other practitioners who say that they follow my work and, uh, you know, that they respect my work. That means the world to me. Uh, so you can leave a review by going to iTunes, click ratings and reviews, click to leave a review uh, or uh, give it a rating. I'd prefer a review if you can. And you can also help this podcast by hitting that subscribe button via whatever podcast app you use that takes two seconds and it helps other people to find the show and the information that you're learning here. And if you are new to this podcast, make sure that you get my free 10 day body confidence makeover. You can get that at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies. And if you can't spell my name, which hopefully you can, because it's probably on the podcast app that you're looking at, you can always just go to the bodyimagecoach.com. Tell your friends I'm easier to find that way. <laughs> okay. This is a special episode. I do these episodes every six months when I've closed out another cycle of the You on Fire program. You on Fire is the 12-week online group coaching program with me that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me and lifetime access to the program in an incredible community setting so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. I 
love to share these stories because I like to highlight stories of just everyday people that are very much like yourselves. So obviously on this podcast, I'm often interviewing experts in the field and they are sharing their stories, but, and I, I, they're everyday people too, trust me, but I think there's something really powerful about just hearing about someone else that's very similar to you and talking about their struggles and talking about some of the hesitations and fears that they had about going into this work and then what their life is like since doing this work. And I love to show them because they represent various ages, various sizes, various backgrounds, and show you that it is possible for you to feel a lot more neutral in your body, and just not really spend energy thinking so much about your reflection anymore. And to have that mental space back and what that really means and feels like when you reclaim that mental space. There, like I said, there's a lot of hesitations, and there can be a lot of fear when we stop dieting. And the idea of accepting your body can feel terrifying, or it can feel like giving up, or it can feel impossible. Perhaps you can relate to thinking things like, it's just impossible for me to accept my body, or if I accept my body, all hell is going to break loose, or, you know, I'm not ready to take this leap, like I'll never be able to trust myself. And Some of those are actual quotes from this particular episode, because these are things that the people said when they were starting to do this work. And I think that's really important because I'm sure that some of you can relate to feeling that way too. And I, I share these stories to show you that everyone feels that way to some degree before we start working together. But then, you know, afterwards, they, they, there is no regret there. There is no regrets from being kinder to yourself and learning how to be more compassionate and learning how to detach your worth from your appearance and being more comfortable in your own skin. And this is just after a few short months of working together that they notice these pretty incredible differences. They learn to be kinder to themselves and to quiet that negative, chatty, judgmental voice in their head that always was showing up when they were seeing a picture of themselves or looking in the mirror or trying on an outfit. They learn to stop caring so much about what others think so that they can speak up, uh, enjoy social occasions more and just live the life on that they want to live on their terms to they find out who they really are, what they're what they really value and what their qualities are outside of their appearance. And they start to experience life differently because they have more agency over themselves and their opinions and their choices. And they're more present in their everyday interactions because their mind isn't going at a thousand miles a minute thinking about like, what am I going to eat later? What is this person thinking about me? Or like, how is this shirt sitting on my stomach and all these other thoughts that take up so much time and energy. And they are all at a point where they can look in the mirror and maybe like what they see or not, but be able to go on with their day and live their lives without fretting about it and have that mental space back to just be and fully experience the life that's in front of them. And it's an honor for me to partner with them on this journey and to have them trust me in this process and to see what happens when, um, you know, when we, when they dedicate the time and put the intention and practice into doing the work and they really do become free and liberated. And, you know, what's so amazing is that it's not just the individual impact. It's not just about them wearing a bikini or, um, being able to, you know, buy clothes that really express their personality. It's about them 
really having a different view of how to leave a mark on this world and how, you know, really understanding the social justice piece of this and their, and, and how they want to show up in this world and this culture to change it for the next generation. So it's just so much bigger than the individual impact. And, you know, they're able to speak up more and advocate for themselves. And there's that ripple effect and that impact that helps to reshape the culture that we live in. When we open our eyes to the ways in which we've been influenced by society standards and diet culture and say, you know what, I'm not going to take this anymore. It results in incredible things. And it, it, I honestly believe that this work helps to change the world. And I do this because I know that you're good enough as you are. You are truly good enough just as you are. You are all inherently worthy and it is possible for you to believe that for yourself and fully experience life without letting your body hold you back. And I just want you to know that if you have any hesitations or fears, that's totally valid. But I want you to really imagine what life could be like for you in three months or six months if you took this leap now and really decided to work on accepting your body and believing you're good enough. And so I share these stories with you to inspire you, whether that's you're working with me or you're doing something else on your own. Obviously, I'd love it if you worked with me, but these are just all examples of how it is possible to let go from letting your body rule your every emotion to just not really thinking about it anymore and living your life unapologetically and how much can change in that short period of time. So the next cycle of You on Fire is going to be starting in September and you can get all the details on that and get on the wait list on my website, summerinandin.com forward slash You on Fire, You on Fire. If you're listening to this at a different time, Always just go to summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire to get details about how to get into the next cycle and get on the wait list for that. And just to tell you a little bit about the program in terms of specifically what I teach in there, it's really my framework for helping you to believe you're good enough regardless of your appearance. So you specifically learn how to have confidence and really be your untamed self is what I call it. And I know, I know Glennon Doyle wrote a book called Untamed. I was using this word in my marketing before I knew that existed and before she came out and announced that book. So, but that's what it's all about. I mean, it's aligned with the stuff she talks about in the book. It's really about becoming untamed. So having untamed confidence and liberating yourself from the culturally imposed temptations to be thinner, you learn how to know and believe that you're good enough and how to turn down the criticizing all or nothing perfectionist voice in your head that's constantly making you feel less than you learn how to accept and feel comfortable in your body, how to be okay in photos, how to do the things you want to do, whether that's wearing your bathing suit to the beach or speaking up to a family member or being more intimate with your partner and to see your reflection without doing a full body scan. I teach you how to give way less fucks about what other people think of you and to rid yourself of comparisons to others and to figure out what really sets your soul on fire now that you have more mental space and that diet and weight loss aren't cramping your mental space. And how to change your relationship with, with things like health and movement. That's another piece of the puzzle here that one of the participants really resonated with. And so that is one of the modules in the program that I teach as well. And just overall, how to become untamable so you can wear and say and do whatever you want. You can find all the links mentioned in this show, including details on You on Fire, in the show notes for this particular episode, which is at summerinandin.com forward slash 176, or you can go to the information in your podcast app about this, and there's a direct link there that you can click to go through and get all the details. I have recorded 
countless, maybe not countless, I'm sure I could probably count if I really wanted to, but I've recorded so many of these spotlight episode series. And uh, you can find stories from some of the past cycles at summerinandin.com forward slash 164 and summerinandin.com forward slash 134. So that's episodes 134 and 164 of the podcast. There's a ton of others. If you go to my YouTube channel, there's a whole channel with video interviews of people who are sharing their stories. I've been running you on fire for over four years and every year I'm blown away by the transformations that take place. And as you'll hear throughout these stories, it's really not about liking the way you look. It's about transforming the way you see yourself and your outlook on life. And so I'm really excited to share these stories with you today. Let's get started. The first interview that I'm going to share is with Ivy. Ivy has an incredible story to share about how she suffered a bad head injury years ago and that how that changed her relationship with her body and her perception of what is really healthy and how that inspired her to go on this journey and where she is now as a result. Really excited for you to hear this. Hello, Ivy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Can you start off by telling everyone just a little bit about yourself and what you do, where you live? Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm a writer and film journalist and um, also do um, coaching for um, dating and relationships. So that's my passions in life. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I didn't realize you were a film writer too. That's really awesome. That's, that's great. <laughs> so can you tell everyone just a little bit about your, you know, your story and what your struggles with, were with, with your body before, before we started working together? Yeah, absolutely. So I was, I came to New York as a dancer and um, and then I, I had a quite a complex head injury. And so I just spent many, many years in like I felt like I was underwater, like my basic focus in life became like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel so bad all the time? And how do I get better? And that was, you know, really the main focus and. And then I, I thankfully found the right doctor. She fixed everything. I'm totally cured. And then I, but I felt like I woke up in a different body because I wasn't dancing anymore. And so my body, you know, really just went back to where it normally was. What, you know, it was definitely the, the natural body that I had, but I hadn't seen it for a long time. And I realized that I felt like I was just woke up in a different world. The way that people started interacting with me around my body was really new. And I started to feel like, oh, my gosh, like I'm better. And in order for me to like achieve all of my dreams that I have now, it it's in a, a, that body. It's in the dancer's body. It's in a different body than the one that I have now. And it started to like take over my life really to the point where I, I felt like I wasn't able to just like do the things that I wanted to do now that I felt really good and, you know, that my body was actually working really well. And so I felt like 
I was like my world instead of expanding felt like it was becoming smaller. And I really started to like experience it felt like, wow, like, what is this new world where, like, I would have people like physically take food out of my hands and, um, and make comments about my body. And so I felt like this real um, confusion, you know, for, uh, from really just wanting to kind of get on with my life and live this full and joyful and rich life and um, feeling really like I started to feel really obsessed with my appearance being really grounded and my ability to do that. Yeah. And so what happened that made you uh, decide to make a change? Like, was there any particular thing or, or had you just sort of gotten to a point where you realized like, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't need to be this way or I, you know, I want to work on, you know, accepting the, the, the body that I'm in now. How did that happen for you? Yeah, totally. So I, it was such a interesting experience because it made me kind of very grateful for the experience that I went through with my head injury because like I was having people around me who had no medical training at all, really um, pushing towards like saying that um, the body that I was in now was wrong, you know. But then I had people that I really, really trusted, like I had this incredibly great personal trainer who was like, your body is perfect as it is. This is your natural body type. Like you, your body is so the strongest person I've ever worked, woman I've ever worked with. Like, and then I had, um, like different, like medical professionals that I really respected and really trusted being like very serious with me about like your body was so depleted from that head injury. If you keep restricting food, if you keep restricting your intake of food, you're going to create actually some pretty serious health problems because your body just needs to replenish itself and and you're, you're good. Like you're just, please don't do this, you know? And so I started to really see the difference, you know, see the difference between people I really trusted giving me some really serious counsel and like mixed with that. That's the experience that I was having where like, finally I was better without this head injury, but I was getting sick all the time you know, I I started to having all of these health problems that I didn't have before. And I started to really wonder about also the social justice aspects of like, gosh, like that this seems more than just like health that people feel like they can come up to me and make comments about my body. You know, there's something really fishy in in this. And I don't think it's about health because the people who are about my health are actually telling me something really different. So it got me like really, really passionate about like claiming my wellness and claiming my health and kind of claiming my right to, you know, during my head injury, I would just spend so much time in bed, um, unable to do anything. And now like I was finally better and I was able to live my life and do all the things that I wanted to do. And 
and just really feeling like this was actually going in the opposite direction. And so I really started to get really passionate and interested in like investigating because a lot of things just weren't adding up. And, uh, and I feel like you're so lucky that you had those, those health professionals that, that were able to, to see that and communicate to you without, without, you know, with, without the influence of weight stigma. Cause I feel like that's really hard to come by. A lot of health, health professionals are still so seeped in, in diet culture that, you know, had you kind of gone to the wrong professional, you might've been in a totally different situation where they were actually enabling, you know, your diet brain and disordered eating in order to, you know, with under the belief of like, well, thinner is better and thinner is healthier. So I feel like you're so lucky that you had these, these health professionals that knew better and knew differently and were able to like really look at your health without, without it being correlated to the size of your body. Yes, I completely agree. I completely agree. I was just felt so lucky that I I got this personal trainer who I was very fixated on, you know, certain goals of getting to a certain body size. And he's like, sweetheart, like I'm an eating, I'm recovering from an eating disorder. I never train for anything other than like gain, gain of strength. And, and so he was also really instrumental in changing, starting to plant those seeds. And what was really interesting about it is it took a while. Like those people were such like angels or, you know, on the path. And, but it still took a while for those to really sink in. And I think a lot of it was because I didn't want to be, um, you know, though that weight, stigma that I was experiencing kind of of being called out and I was just like oh my gosh like this feels like I don't want to be experiencing this and this fear that that this was just going to be my life if I like really listened to them yeah yeah and so yeah I imagine that those were some of the fears and hesitations you had around accepting your body was there anything else that kind of, you know, like held you back from really diving in and investing your time in doing this work? Yeah, definitely. I I really felt like there was this underlying sense, like, if I just like gave up restriction, like, almost like there was this other self that was just completely wild and that needed to be contained, you know, needed yes. to be controlled. And that if I released the restriction, just all hell was going to break loose. And just it was going to be a really something terrible <laughs> was going to happen if I just let go. Um, and I just started investigating a different way of being in relationship with my body that this, there's this like wild thing inside that's bad and that I have to control it and I have to keep it kind of under wraps and, and really feeling, feeling that anxiety about, about that like conditioning that I didn't realize 
that I, I really, and it was so related to every, like, oh, don't talk too loud. Like you're too, don't be too much, you know, like a kid, like I was a very vocal kid, you know, and my parents like, oh, you're too much. Like, just please like tone it down a little bit. So I felt like there was that fear of like, gosh, if I don't tone it down, if I'm just too much, if I'm just all of what I am, it's not going to, something bad is going to happen. I'm not going to be as, I'm not going to have the life that I want. I'm going to be rejected and kind of ghosted, you know, by, by the life that I, I really wanted. And so I definitely felt like that can form pressure. Oh, and like, like the doors were going to be closed and I was just going to have to kind of live with people just making assumptions and comments and stuff or, or have to fight it. Like I couldn't just get on with things. I was always going to have to, like I was missing this sense of my body kind of not being a topic of conversation and feeling like, like, oh, the only choice is to conform if, and I just want to conform so people will just, you know, stop commenting on it and I can just get on with my life. So I was really afraid of that just becoming a big fixture in my life, like forever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and was there anything that like helped you to, to just say, okay, you know, screw these fears. I'm just going to do this anyways. Or, or was it just sort of like a, you just felt more pulled, like you were more afraid to sort of stay where you were versus take the take the chance and do the work. Yeah, I think it, it was really almost like the blessing of having the head injury because like it started to feel like I knew what it was like to be so restricted and so limited and, and just not feeling well. And all of the restriction, I was just feeling so awful so much of the time and it was just feeling like well this isn't working either like I'd rather like I really want to be healthy and it's and it's really important to me as a value that my body is is healthy and I'm like and then I found the fuck it fuck it diet and then from the fuck it diet I found you on her podcast and that reading that book and really starting to get into that world, it was like, oh my goodness, like these women are speaking my language. And it also felt like, oh, like these ladies are my ladies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, it's like real talk, you know, like, wow, we're really talking about this stuff that I've been feeling like this is exhausting and this isn't working. And just hearing other women start to voice that it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this experience that I'm having and starting to feel like, Ooh, that feels better. This feels more like the, what I'm going for, you know, and just like the level of conversation just felt so much better. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I love, uh, I love that. Uh, that's how you found me. Cause I feel like, uh, yeah, Carolyn and I go way back and <laughs> we have a lot, we have a lot in common. What were some of the, you know, the, the main things that really helped you move forward when we started to, when we started to work together? Gosh, so many things. Um, definitely the Dolphor Ganger was a huge 
piece of it, being able to separate like that inner voice as being the kind of the diet culture voice being different from my own voice and then being two separate conversations was really, really instrumental and really embracing my values. I, that was such a huge one of really understanding that like what, what my real values were. And I loved about like really seeing that the things that I would give like too many bucks to were not in my value system as like the way that I wanted to live my life. And, um, in really seeing the, I was very, very hooked on what other people thought of me and if they approved of me or not. And so really, really understanding my values and really understanding like, oh, like we, we share different values. Like, wow, like somebody like, like I, I have a value of respect, so I would never comment on someone else's body. So if that's where they're at, we're, we're just not sharing the same values. And I can just like kind of get on with the things that I'm passionate about. And I think really embracing like what my interests and passions and the qualities of life beyond appearance and really getting clear about that and really understanding what those were so that I could start to invest a lot more time into those things and into those relationships. Um, that was a huge thing too of the program, like to start to like really get involved in with friends and communities where the qualities of my self beyond my appearance were the most important and where what we were talking about that we were passionate about was what was most important. And that like the untamed and on fire was such a huge part of it. Like really, in, because that's how I wanted to feel in in my life and really like learning how to be that person. That yeah. was huge. Yeah. Awesome. I'm over here just like nodding my head at everything that you're singing. Cause I think that, yeah, I mean, I like, you know, me, I love the values work too. And I love that it always resonates so much with people because it is such a good framework to use when you're talking about letting go of other people's validation and the need and, and, and letting go of, of that kind of like that fear of judgment. So, and, uh, and I'm just so glad that all of those things really resonated with you. So what are some of the um, specific things you've noticed about how you feel in your body now? Yeah, I, I really feel like I, oh, the other thing I really love is like, the, of the program was like, you don't have to like, love your body all the time, because I went on on that whole trip. And that also was just taking me farther. It was making me more obsessive about my appearance. Yes. And, and I would feel like really bad about myself if I didn't look in the mirror and be like, oh, you're the most gorgeous thing in the entire universe. Right. And, and like my way of navigating through the world, like it just felt so like heavy. It was just like, I felt like I was taking on this like new, like thing of empowerment that actually felt more restrictive and heavier. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I so that's been wonderful to just put that down and just really like 
feel like I'm in my body having the experiences that um, I want to be having. Like those, like a lot of times now, it's just like I'm doing the thing that I want to be doing. And I'm not thinking about like what I look like or, or like, yeah, if this is the wrong size to be doing this in, I just am enjoying it and really feeling like a love for my body that's beyond its appearance. That's just like, wow, this body is so miraculous and it just knows what it needs to eat and it just knows what it needs and the kinds of nutrition it needs and the kind of sleep it needs. And wow, like how glorious to be kind of living in something that's so intelligent and just appreciating my body from that aspect has been really life-changing. Amazing. Amazing. And were there any highlight moments for you? I mean, I feel like I can think of a couple of things that you mentioned to me when during (laughs) our time together, but I'm curious to know what you, what you recall. Yeah, for sure. I, we were staying at our in-laws and they had this giant trampoline in the back, you know, and I was really wanted to jump on it. And um, like in the past, it would be like, oh, no, you can't go out and jump on the trampoline, you know, um, because you're like not in a body that's allowed to jump on a trampoline. And um, so it was really fun to just go out and do it. And I had the best time. I had like my ear AirPods in and was like dancing on the trampoline. It was really fun. And definitely like going shopping in a store that had um, my body type as the like the default body type was so wonderful. That was like getting close that actually fit that I was planning to hold on to for a long time. Like these are the clothes that I want, you know, they're not like transitional clothes. That was a big highlight. And I think also a big highlight is too, was just starting to like be really comfortable, like having conversations that maybe I would shy away from, you know, in the past, like, say, like, you know, I was in a, like, a very intensive wellness culture thing. And it was a lot of, there was a lot of talk about diet and all of that. And, and I just felt very comfortable saying, like, hey, there's another way to look at this, you know, there's a whole kind of revolution happening around, this whole topic um, that I invite you to take a look at also. So I felt like those highlights were starting to just get really comfortable with either having that choice, you know, of either I want to engage in this conversation or I want to say like, Hey, I actually do not want to have this conversation. So that, that felt really good. Do you remember our sponsor from a few episodes ago, See Rose Go? Well, they are back because they loved you, my dear listeners. See Rose Go is a plus-size fashion brand that offers beautiful design and quality and is offered exclusively in sizes 14 through to 28. And here is the exciting news. See Rose Go has cool designs, literally, with cooling, innovative fabric that they invented. 
Lord knows I need that. Their cotton-based fabric pulls moisture away from the body into the air so you can keep cool and dry. Their designs are chic, versatile, and comfortable for working from home and beyond. Check them out at crosego.com and use promo code podcast to get $20 off your first purchase. That's S-E-E-R-O-S-E-G-O.com and use the code podcast to save $20. Yeah, I think if I can recall, like the, when you talked about the shopping and the outfits, I remember when you posted some of those and they were really cute, like really good patterns and designs and stuff that really reflected your personality. I felt like, um, that was really, that was really, really great for you. And, uh, and then, yeah, I know you've talked about just, um, cause you're, you're kind of in like the, with your relation, with your relationship coaching, like in the whole kind of, uh, empowerment and coaching and like online business coaching world. And I think that, a lot of that can be quite toxic and disempowering. And I, and I love how you're able to, uh, I love how you were able to, to notice those things and speak up about those things and, and um, decide not to do a particular program if it was really upholding those things that didn't, that didn't align with your values and be able to kind of like discern those things and then really connect with the whole feminist perspective and social justice perspective of this work and see it for, see it for what it is and, and then, uh, um, you know, be able to, to like, uh, see, see how that relates to the work that you do too, which I think is really, really great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That felt like a huge part of it was, I think a highlight too of your program was really understanding, like if the social justice aspects are not in, in it, then there's something missing. Because just a conversation like we're unaffected by the culture that we're living in, um, I felt like that was really missing in so many of the things that I was doing. And so it, it was a wonderful experience to be in your program and be like, oh, this is what self-help feels like. Like not like, oh, I have to change myself to fit into this ideal, but actually like the self that I am is actually getting help. And it, it definitely that highlight of of just feeling refueled by the social justice aspect of it and, and saying like, you know, it's actually like I really want to live in a world where people are not bullied, you know, and and really standing up for that and not shying away from that and. I think also choosing when I want to have that conversation or not is I really love something that you said is like, we're going to win this one. Like when you're a well-fed, like grown ass woman, like the world looks very different. And <laughs> it's like very, like, you're not going, like, you're not gonna, like, I'm very well-fed. I'm well-rested. You know, I'm not going, to, I'm not easy to push off of how I feel about this and, and what I want to say about it. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. And so what does it feel like now to um, be in this place where, you know, you've really kind of, you've, you've come so far. What's it like? I definitely like, I feel like a grown up really. Like it, it feels really good to feel like just that, that like grown woman who is like trusts her experience and um, trusts in that experience of wanting a healthy 
body and wanting a big life and really wanting to be in a world where like I'm able to manifest my values of like respect and love and kindness. And, and so I feel like, like a grown ass woman, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh no, you're, we're not having this conversation. Like I've invested so much time in it. Like you're like that um, confidence. I feel like that goes beyond like, oh, I'm just like this appearance I'm supposed to be. So I'm allowed to have this conversation, like really letting go of that and feeling like, I'm like the like it's really wonderful like when I look in the mirror now I feel like I see myself because I see like the body that I had you know when I was a little kid I was never like a skinny kid and like really seeing when I look in the mirror I almost feel like this might sound really hokey but almost feel like that inner kid like recognizes herself now like oh, like, yeah, this is the body that I was going to grow up and have. And like that recognition of that um, feels really good. Like it feels like I feel so much more grounded and just so much more able to kind of get on with my life, you know, in, in a way that is like it's a big adventure. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, what's one piece of advice you have to people listening today? Gosh, I would say really like, gosh, the main piece of advice I would give is like that you're not crazy. You're not overreacting. You're not misinterpreting your experience. Like just because if somebody else can't relate to it, it doesn't mean it's not a valid experience. Like really embrace your use this as an opportunity to really validate your own interpretations of your experience and really like don't try to you don't have to do it alone you know like I really love your program for that in so many ways but it's like it's it's really really wonderful to be in a community where like gosh I've been having these thoughts and everyone else in that community is like yeah you're though even if you have a people around you who are saying in infantilizing you and saying like you don't know the experience that you're having doesn't mean that it's not the experience that you're having and just really like owning that and really going on that journey because i would say like keep swimming towards the people who are having the most fun in the bodies that they're in and who are like the kindest, joyful, playful community who are just living their life to the fullest and are just really kind individuals who respect you and respect your mind and how you view the world and just keep swimming towards that community because it's really worth it. Oh, that's such good advice. I love the metaphor of swimming towards it too. Just, <laughs> I can really visualize that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Oh, thank you so much. I would say that I think what I what I'd love to add, like I, I saw a picture of myself. This is one uh, another of your program that was so wonderful of when I was a kid. And I had like, like smurf uh slippers on and these crazy pants and a crazy shirt and my hair was a mess and I had like 
you know, attached all of my ribbons together to make a long leash for my dog. At the time, I was probably about five. And the picture, I had the biggest smile on my face. And I felt like um, going through your program, like I felt like that kid again, you know, like I was growing, grew up into having that kind of freedom in my body to just like, you know, it's like it wasn't fashion to make myself look skinnier. It was like that was the most fun thing to wear. <laughs> and um, I just have really loved the opportunity to have a safe space, you know, to unpack a lot of this and unpack the social justice pieces of it and really see that it is a feminist issue of women like getting the opportunity to just be them their full selves like just to be that grow into that woman that untamed woman you know as that you may have seen yourself as as a kid you know that was just really happy to be alive and just felt like she could do anything like I would say that that is a, a space to continually embrace and kind of don't let anyone talk you out of it oh that's so good i love that it gave me goosebumps hearing you talk about that picture and connecting with the the energy there oh it's just been such a pleasure you've just been such a light in my life over these last few months getting to know you and you just were always so supportive and positive and open and I just, I love, love, loved working with you. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Thank you, Ivy. Aw, thank you. It's been a total pleasure. Thank you so much, Summer. Thanks, rock on. I just love the last part of Ivy's story where she's talking about herself as a kid and just seeing that picture of her, you know, carefree, completely unapologetic self and how she's able to really connect with that energy again. I feel like that's such a good and powerful metaphor for this work. Like it's just about untaming ourselves from all of the expectations and all of the pressures that we've internalized and, you know, getting back to the core of who we really are, the core and the essence of who we really are and being able to express that unapologetically and knowing that our value and our worth is in that and not our appearance. So such a great way to wrap up that interview there by sharing that story. So powerful. Next up, uh, we are chatting with Christina and Christina is a mom of two girls and, uh, you know, she had struggled with body image issues for her whole life and in particular had a very tumultuous relationship with exercise. And, uh, it's amazing to see where she is now and how that relationship with movement has changed for her. This is Christina's story. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Summer. How I'm so, are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here with you today and Me too. share your story with everyone. So why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about who you are, where you live? So um born and raised in New Jersey. I've lived all over New Jersey, went to college in New Jersey, and now I live in um, probably about central New Jersey, I guess you would call it, with my husband, and we have two kids. We have two girls. Um, one of the reasons that I really felt it was important for me to do this work, um, two daughters, six and nine years old, and I'm a high school teacher. Nice. I teach high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. Um, I miss it because <laughs> we're in this situation of... of quarantine still. Oh, um, so I miss my people. <laughs> it's rough. 
But my husband also teaches in the same school as I do. I teach English and mindfulness and he teaches history. So, um, so it's a pretty cool life. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Nice. And why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about your story, like what your frustrations were with your body before we started working together? Absolutely. So um, I've had body image issues ever since I can remember. I feel like they started developing probably mostly around the age of eight, because that's when I started noticing that I was um, like a different size and shape than most of my friends who were um, all very small and um, and just being different from them and not being able to like swap clothes and things like that kind of made me feel, you know, a little bit like an outcast. And um, additionally, my mom, who's from Colombia, also grew up with a lot of diet culture stuff. Um, believe it or not, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really big in Colombia for women to be, you know, kind of these beauty icons and, and these sex symbols. Um, so it was important for her mom to look thin and to be beautiful. And she put that same pressure on my mother. And then my mother in turn, um, you know, put that same pressure on me unknowingly perhaps, but yeah. So it started definitely at a young age. Um, I probably started dieting around, maybe 16, I think, like back in the slim fast days. <laughs> yeah. So I've been like on a million different diets since then. And I was definitely like the first and only one of my friends dieting for a long time. So that was kind of like a weird thing. Yeah. I've definitely always, I've always had issues with my body and, and accepting it and feeling comfortable with it. And that was always my goal. And so when I was about 17, um, I had lost weight in a really unhealthy, unsafe way. And I was trying to get out of that pattern. So I started to look more into nutrition and diet and exercise. And um, when I went to college, there was an amazing fitness center at my college. So I jumped in, you know, and I did all that stuff. Um, and I ended up getting uh, my yoga teacher training when I was a sophomore in college and diving into like the whole world of fitness and nutrition and getting like certification after certification um, and different fitness things. And basically like pushing my body to the limits and continuing this kind of like crazy diet cycle in an attempt to feel like I was like at peace with my body or I could be at peace with my body. The biggest problem I found was, and this is, you know, after years and years of work, <laughs> the biggest problem I found was the more that I fixated on my body, um, the more that I obsessed about it, the more obsessed I became. Um, so that was, that was... <laughs> When I got to a place, you know, where it was just too much obsessing and it it was taking over too much space in my brain and I knew it wasn't healthy. Yeah. And so was, did you have kind of like a, a particular moment that made you want to change or was it just, it was it just like that gradual build where you were just like, this is taking up so much time. And I know you mentioned you've got the two kids. So did that play a factor? Yeah. Well, you know, I think I've always known like I said, I did my yoga training in college and yoga is, is such a beautiful practice because it gets into like the depth of, of who you are and your soul and, and what it is you truly believe and value. And so from that time of that experience where I got to have that opportunity to explore those, like all those deep inner parts of myself, like I knew, I knew that exercising and dieting 
to change my shape wasn't in line with um, my belief system. And as I got older, I also noticed that like, I don't judge other people the way that I judge myself. So it's definitely something, it was like a big internal struggle because I knew for like 15 years that like I was at odds with myself, but I kept pushing myself to achieve this particular standard. And then I tried, oh, the the whole anti-diet movement started coming around a few years ago, at least via social media. And so I kind of latched onto that and that, and I started reading about that and I tried to like brainwash myself with like podcasts and books and like cleaning up my feed and doing all those things. And it helped a little bit. Like I, I let go of the dieting, but I, I still had a really complicated uh, relationship with exercise. And I think even though I was glad to let go of the dieting, I was still really confused about what to put in place of the relationship that I did have, you know, with fitness and dieting. I still felt really la- lost um, and, I, and I felt just angry. <laughs> and so even though I had followed all of those different influencers who, who spoke, you know, that really important message that I needed to hear, it wasn't until uh, we were in quarantine that I decided to go with like a coaching program and get deeper with that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And like, did you have any um, fears or hesitations about accepting your body? Like, did was there anything that was sort of like stood in the way of you kind of saying like, okay, I'm going to really do this and work on this? Oh, definitely. Because the first time that I went through the whole anti-diet thing and um, decided I'm going to quit dieting, I, you know, my body changed. And so that's, that's the fear is that my body would change. If I'm going to stop controlling it, right, it's going to (laughs) change. And that, and so that was like my biggest fear is that I would lose control, obviously, if I wasn't controlling. And who knows what would happen after that, right? And then it's so funny because my body did change, right? When in the course of the program that we were doing, but like we were so into the work by the time that it it started to change that like it changed and it it really didn't matter. Like I got to a place somehow (laughs) with like all of the steps that you provided. Somehow I got to this place where once my body changed and I noticed I was like, okay. (laughs) And like nothing bad happened. You know, life not. My husband still loved me. <laughs> no one said anything. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah, amazing. That's awesome. Um, and good for you for kind of working through that fear and deciding that this was more important than staying stuck where you were and continuing to be in that cycle. Yeah. Was there any like were there any kind of things like stepping stones that helped you along the way that that you want to share with others? Yeah, I mean, your play sheets, the, um, I think of kind of like almost like a guided journal almost. Those were phenomenal for me. Like every Monday, I'd be like, print out a new one. (laughs) And I would like print them out. And like I would work on them. And then when I was done with them, I would like cut them out and paste them into a journal. (laughs) And (laughs) I was like very nerdy about it. Love it. Um, yeah, Yeah. Um, but seriously, like I, I went back through them the other day before, you know, before our meeting so that I could see which ones, um, I wanted to mention. And it was so hard (laughs) picking the ones that I thought were, um, the most powerful for me because I had a revelation in each one, but I did, I did write down a couple that, um, were uh, 
particularly poignant for me. So some of the ones I just, I want to look at what I wrote down. Some of the ones that I do think that were really, really helpful were um, separating my doppelganger's voice. You call it the doppelganger. Some people call it the inner critic. Separating that voice from my own voice was a really great exercise for me. And then also mourning the loss of my ideal body. That was huge. That was huge. I really needed to do that. The treat yourself mission was great because um, even though mindfulness um, teaches a lot about self-care and things like that, and so I have a really great self-care practice, one of the things that I've been wanting to do for years is develop a daily yoga practice. So for that, it was like, I will do yoga for seven days in a row. And like, for me, what that means is like, I'm not going to get on my mat and do vinyasa and exercise for seven days in a row. I'm just going to get on my mat and see what happens um, and have some kind of meditative practice and experience. And it was so wonderful because it, it, it got me back to a place where yoga had nothing to do with muscles or any, you know, any kind of goal. And and it shouldn't, you know? Um, so that was a really beautiful thing for me to be able to reconnect to. And since that, I've you know been able to keep that in my practice um, where almost every day I'm on my mat in some capacity. Yeah. So that's been really helpful for me. Nice. That's awesome. And then we're on. Yeah. Oh, redefining health. I just have to mention that one because I have chronic illness. So redefining health was huge. Yeah. And your relationship to it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like just the reflective work and helping you to kind of like peel back some of the layers of what was, what was there, like the prompts that helped you kind of peel back the layers to get to some stuff that really made you either reframe it or yeah, have kind of like a new belief system and that you wanted to, that you wanted to follow as it relates to how you, like how you treat yourself and how you show up and how you speak to yourself. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What are some of the specific things you've noticed about how you feel about your body since, um, I guess, in the last few months since working together? Um, one of the things that I'm so, so grateful for is being able to exercise again without any kind of attachment to outcome. I love movement. And for a little while, I was afraid. Um, and this wasn't just when I was doing the program with you. But, you know, like I said, I had a confused relationship with exercise once I started to like get off the diet train. I thought maybe exercise like didn't have a place in my life. And that's hard for me because I also struggle with depression and anxiety. And so especially during quarantine, like to move my body is so therapeutic and to not have that was was a difficult thing, but I had to kind of take a break for a while in order to kind of get to a place where I could move just for the sake of enjoying movement and having all of the other benefits like the mental benefit. So, so that was a big change. Um, and now I do some form of movement every day. I let my body decide. I never decide beforehand, which was like, I used to be like, on Monday, I will do weights and Tuesday, I will do cardio, you know, so on and so forth. And now I just am like, all right, how am I feeling? What do I need? You know, um, so that that's been really big. That's huge. Um, that's huge. I know. Yes. <laughs> It does. It feels so good because it's like now when I move and I do some kind of exercise afterwards, I just I, like I'm excited to go do it, first of all. And then I feel good. And I used to like sometimes dread going to do it. <laughs> and then I used to like burn myself out um, because I was pushing too hard and I wasn't listening to my body. And then I would get obsessed with 
different things in the mirror and how things looked. And now it's not about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such a hard transition to make. It really is. I think it can sometimes be one of the hardest transitions for people who had an unhealthy relationship with, with exercise. And so to hear you approach it in a way that's so fluid and, you know, no longer black and white and rigid and like that you're really honoring your body. That's, that's amazing. Like you should be really proud of that because that, that I'm, is so I'm hard to do. <laughs> Especially, like I said, because I was like, does it not have a place in my life anymore? So it's like I found that healthy place with it, and I, I couldn't be happier about that. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned like you having um, like some chronic health issues. I think that's like even more important in your situation to be listening to your body and honoring what it really needs to take care of it in the best way that you can. Yeah. Yeah. I would get so frustrated. I would, you know, I'd push myself too hard, and then I would flare up, and then I'd be like, well, maybe I just shouldn't do anything, or I shouldn't do that. You know, it was just. Yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. And so were there any like highlight moments for you that you want to mention? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. One of them, (laughs) so silly. One of them, like I looked down at my stomach and like saw my roll and I was just like, hey, buddy, (laughs) like not out loud, (laughs) but like in my head. And that has never been the experience that I had (laughs) before when I've looked down, (laughs) you know, um, Usually I would look down in the past and have all these just like really demeaning things pop up. And there was like compassion, not even just compassion. There was just like, it was like a friendship. I was just like, whatever. Hey, how you doing? You know, like, I don't know. It was like part of me and I was totally cool with it. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then also, um, oh, there were two incidents with shorts. So my legs have like changed a lot because of my fibromyalgia and my, uh, I, so I don't really like wearing short shorts that much, but the other day I was like, I'm just going to put them on, go exercise cause it's hot and I'm going to put them on. And I wore them and I don't know what it was. Like, I was just like, I am so comfortable. And then I wore them the rest of the day and I was like, these are great. I feel so free and comfortable. I can move around. Um, so that was cool. And then also recently I tried on a pair of shorts that was way too tight and like, it didn't trigger me. (laughs) Nothing happened. I was just like, Oh, I'll put on the other shorts and moved on. Amazing. So for me, yeah. How did, how, how, uh, how did those make you feel like totally free? And that's really one of when we, we came up with like the list of words um, in the beginning, like what your, I think it's untamed self looks like. And that was one of my words was, was free. And that's what it is. Like, I, I feel like when you're, when you're in this whole like diet brain, it's like you're in a prison almost. And then once you break free of that, once you, once you do all the work, it's, it's just so, it's so much lighter. So I don't know how best to describe that, but it's just like everything's released and it's just like you don't have to worry anymore. And I feel like when I used to go out to um, to events and things like that, or I used to go even for a walk around my neighborhood, I would get like this well of anxiety from like my chest to my stomach about like what I look like in something or if I walked past a person while I was walking in the neighborhood, I would be like, oh, they must be looking at me and thinking, you know, if she ran, she would be doing a better job for herself than walking. Right. right. And like kind of thoughts I would have. And now I see someone and I'm just like, hey, and they're like, hey, and life moves on. And it's like, 
this is what it should be. Amazing. That's so good. And so is there anything else you want to add to that as it relates to like what it's like for you now to just, you know, no longer be in that, be in that place in that cycle where you're constantly thinking about your body? Well, I'm definitely super, super grateful because I don't have to obsess about numbers or meals. Like if I'm hungry, I'm just like, what am I hungry for? (laughs) Um, I don't have to. Yeah. There's so, there's so much that was tied up into it. Like just my whole, my, all of my decisions would always be consumed in some aspect of it, you know, whether it's like the clothing or the food or the exercise and like how they're all going to fit into your day. Um, And now they're not. And so it's just like, I just am living, (laughs) which is what I wanted, you know? And I've always said to myself when I was involved in this, in the the whole diet life, like I've always said to myself, like people shouldn't have to like track what they eat. Like that's not normal. Like this, you know, right. It's just like, I shouldn't have to, and I shouldn't have to measure and weigh my food, you know, like it's not like a natural thing to do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm curious. It feels like I'm just, go no, ahead. no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it just feels like I'm just living like more authentically, more naturally. Nice. Good. I'm curious to know, like, has this influenced your relationship with your, with your daughters or, um, like how you show up for them? Is there anything that's changed there? Oh, I've definitely, I've, because I've been so aware of the fact that I don't really agree with diet culture for so long. I've, and the fact I've always been aware of the way it's affected me. Like I wrote a high school, my high school thesis on women and body image. Like that's how aware I've been of this <laughs> issue. Okay. <now>. Yeah. <laughs> like I've always tried to encourage them to do things naturally and, and to listen to their bodies. But now I've gotten um, just a little bit more clear on things like we don't talk about other people's bodies. You know, we don't make judgments about other people's bodies and okay, you can eat that, but just, you know, listen to your belly. If you, if you get full, just listen. Or if like one of my kids is like full at the dinner table and my husband's like, you have to finish that before you leave. I'm like, well, how about just like, if you're hungry again, that's the next thing that you eat. Like you have to finish your meal or like, you know, whatever, when you are hungry again, it's there. (laughs) So trying to be a little bit more lenient and organic with the way that they have a relationship with food movement. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And you said, and you have like a, an Instagram account too, that you started to. Oh yeah. yeah. I did that as part (laughs) of one of your missions. I did as one of your missions. I did a smash the standard uh, Instagram account, which is all about like inspiring women and young girls to live more intuitively and, and anything else, you know, just to follow your own intuition and to understand that like you don't have to meet any particular standard in, in any um, in any form, you know, um, whether it be like fitting in, um, you know, not just like aesthetically, but like uh, your your views, your political views or like in the case of like mental health or anything like that, like you do you. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. And um, do you have a piece of advice for people listening that are in a similar situation that you were in before? Yeah. Can I, can I read my advice? Of course <laughs> I, you like, can. Yeah. Ahead of time. And oh, I wanted to give good advice. <laughs> um, so this is, this is the advice that, that I came up with. 
I said that our culture and the media um, has sent us messages that we know are sexist and misogynistic and demoralizing and ableist and racist and materialistic, right? All in an attempt to profit from our insecurities. But knowing that, I think, um, is not enough because I knew that. For a long, long time, I knew all of these things. Um, for many of us, this belief of not enoughness has become our first language. And so we need to do the work not only to uncover the lies we've been told, but to find the truth that resides within us. In order to heal, to move forward, and to find freedom, we need to dig deep and identify our innate worthiness and then honor it by continually bringing it to the surface. And that's what some of the work you offered really showed me is, you know, not just to find it, but to keep bringing it back. Um, and that's why I'm so grateful for, for you and the program that you put together. That's an amazing piece of advice. I, it's like, you, you definitely need to share that on your Instagram. <laughs> that's great. That was Good piece of advice. Yeah, <laughs> it's deep. <laughs> That's awesome. You do. You have to, you have to go beneath the knowing. Like it's, and so many of us say this. Like I know that I shouldn't do this, but you know. So we've got to get past the knowing and into like the why. Why is this going on? And what do I really need? Yes, it's all about getting past that superficial layer and going beyond just intellectually understanding things to knowing what does that really mean to you and what, what, you know, why do the fears and beliefs that you have exist and how can we change those to help you to really understand that you are valuable and worthy and, and understand who you are outside of your appearance. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's why I had picked your program because like when COVID hit, like I was like, struggling, like probably everybody, <laughs> but like big struggling. And so I, you know, decided I was like, all right, now's the time to go back to therapy. And one of my big issues is this sense of not enoughness. And I knew that it was also somehow connected to my body image stuff. And so I was like, I knew that I had to work on like self-worth and it wasn't just the body stuff. And when I looked into your program and I saw like that, that's exactly what it was. I was like, all right. I'm stuck at home. <laughs> I'm here dealing with all this stuff. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to take the jump. And I'm like, so glad I did. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you've just done incredible, um, throughout this whole thing. And, uh, I'm just so glad that so much of it really, um, helped you to, to shift and, and to be in a place now where you're just feeling so much lighter, as you said, and, and, um, just a greater sense of freedom. Cause that's, that's like ultimately what this is, all about because with that freedom we can just do you know bigger more important things with our lives yeah thank you so much for being here is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up no just be your badass self <laughs> <laughs> right on i love it well you are your badass self and i'm so i'm so so proud of you i'm really it's been really awesome to just watch your watch your journey and um see everything that you've um, done along the way and you've just been like super encouraging to everyone else in the group and been really like I know you had some kind of like ups and downs throughout with like you know just like sickness and various oh, and I, was stuff. Like, I found out I'm lactose intolerant <gasps> oh okay well that should be helpful yeah I never knew I hadn't indulged me through the whole process and Apparently I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I, I just mean you're such a trooper because you had some, some roadblocks and I feel like, you know. I was for like two months. 
you could have you could have easily been yeah. like forget this but you like you kept plugging away you kept showing up and I'm just I'm really proud of you because that's like that's a commitment to yourself and that is really like a good way you know you were showing yourself that you matter beyond well I um, will say I will say I will say this when we started, I promised myself that I would finish the whole program because I have gotten arrogant with myself before and been like, I'm good. I can finish. I'm done. <laughs> you know, like sometimes I do things and I'll get like a halfway point. I'll be like, oh, I'm totally healed. I can be done now. <laughs> and yeah. so I promised myself I would not do that. Good for you. Well, so when you I get started, I'm like, <laughs> You did yeah. it. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Rock on. I love that piece of advice that Christina gave at the end there. And that quote, that's just like so powerful. I know she shared it on her Instagram and I shared it in my stories a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And uh, it just like I could read it over and over. <laughs> I wrote it down when I was listening back to the interview. And uh, just, you know, just the way she worded things about how this work was able to not only help her find her worthiness, but keep bringing it to the surface. Like, it really is all about that. And it is so much more than just knowing it's really about the being and believing it deep in your bones. And I say that all the time. And so if you feel like you're the type of person that like intellectually gets this stuff, but it's still struggling to really believe it, like, come and see me. That's, that's basically like, I can help you really, really believe this stuff. And that's what that what where this program is so powerful. And Christina's daughters are lucky to have her as a mom, because I just feel like we as parents, if you are a parent, I'm a parent now, we have to be the ones you know, healing ourselves in order to fully heal, heal our children. I think we can definitely show up and we know when we know better, we do better for them. But until we've like fully, you know, healed ourselves, they, they still know when things are off and they can still sense stuff. And I think that, um, if we really want to be the best role models, doing this work for ourselves is such a powerful way to do that. That is a wrap on part one of this episode. You can watch some of the videos of the participants and their interviews by going to summerinand.com forward slash 176. And if you'd like to learn more about You on Fire, the amazing three-month group coaching program that I run, go to summerinand.com forward slash You on Fire to enroll or get on the wait list. And next week, I will have two more stories a couple more stories to share of incredible people that I have had the absolute pleasure of, of working with over the last few months. And again, people like you to inspire you that it is possible to break free of the diet mentality and really stop caring so much about the size of your body and how you look. Thank you so much for listening to this one. I will talk to you next time. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Summer Inanin. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.